Hey there, this is Steve Kern, and you're listening to Live in Color with Wolfie D. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Hello, folks. Once again, it's Live and in Color with Wolfie D. And my co-host, Jimmy Streets. Today, we are going to be talking about the 10 greatest punchers. And Jimmy, say hello, first of all. And I want to I want to fill the fans in on uh, kind of <laughs> not our disagreement, but what we thought about the difference in top 10 punchers and top 10 punches. Well, what's up? I, I would talk, man, but you punch me, bro. <laughs> so, so you were, you're a very good puncher. Wolfie. That, yes. When you hit me, it was a punch and I, it missed, was a I punch. messed that up. I messed that up. Yeah. So, so Jimmy sends me the, the uh, graphics for the upcoming show and whatnot. And it says top 10 punches. And I send back to Jimmy. I said, Jimmy, I said, I, I really like the term punchers better. I said, because punches to me signifies uh, a moment. I said, punchers signifies people. And I don't want right. people to think this is going to be a top 10 ranking of the, you know, top 10 punches I've ever seen. And, <laughs> and he, we had a little, you know, back and forth with it, not an argument, just a, a, a logical conversation like Vulcans. And, right. <laughs> and so I said, let's just change, just change the word. And I think you'll understand what I'm saying. I said, let's don't say punch, let's say strike. So when you hear the top 10 strikes of all time you think yeah. of different knockouts blah 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 I said, but sure. if i say the top 10 strikers you think of people and so as you can see my argument won out <laughs> yeah if you if you clicked on the show and unless it just popped into your feed and you're just now listening to it but without looking but at the same time yeah exactly he won but it was true and it's right it just something dude about it just sounds like it sounds odd punchers you know but yeah. it makes sense it's like it's like givers of punch <laughs> givers of punch it's like here's punch <laughs> no but i mean it makes sense punch makes sense as weird as it felt to me but yeah this is the top 10 givers punchers. of punches <laughs> <laughs> givers of punches <laughs> that might be the, that we should change this whole thing up <laughs> all right hold up <laughs> all right so jimmy made a list and i made a list and we promise the goodness i do not know what his list is he does not know what mine is i have a good idea that there's probably going to be some duplicates yeah. uh, i would imagine but we and we also the other thing we were trying to figure out is how should we do this should it be i play my number 10 person against yours and we we you know kind of almost like a card game or something you know my card right. wins my 10 beats your 10 and we argue their points or whatever and then we finally just came up with let's just each make a list and talk about it how's that <laughs> yeah because i mean i liked your idea of the game but like dude that's like a okay let's let's uh let's make these rules out here so right right you know the weight of your guy versus the muscles on the biceps of your guy <laughs> yeah. you know and these kinds of things it would i don't know man maybe it, hey i tell you what we always ask our listeners to go on the 
the Facebooks and all that, you know, go on our socials at live Wolfie D and go on there and say, Hey, here's how you could do the game, you know, yeah, and then yeah. you know, maybe we'll go from it next time. But I do think this will be a cool series, the top 10. So like yes. Wolfie's top 10s or whatever. Right. But yeah, I think this will be fun, man. I'm yeah. Excited. And the other thing is when you mentioned people, um, writing in after you listen to this, you don't agree with it that's fine these are my opinions these are jimmy's opinions yeah uh, these are not fact <laughs> and then and, yeah. and maybe you know someone that i don't know and i'm not talking yeah. to jimmy i'm talking to the folks out there you, you may know somebody i don't know and i've never seen him punch that's why he's not on my list uh so if you got a top 10 that you you think is better than mine or, or you just want to share yours please write us we love to have interaction with you and 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 having said that the basis, and Jimmy can give you his uh, basis, but my basis is based on two things. They had to have stuck out to me as a kid, okay? So I'm using two things here. I'm not looking at these as just a wrestler. I'm looking at them as what moments, you know, what what people do I just remember? God, that he knocked the shit out of him, you know, that type yeah. of thing. And right. somebody that, you know, ha- obviously uh, had their punches uh, over enough to where people know for, you know, throwing good punches and stuff. Uh, yeah. So those two things stand out to me. Uh, technique is one. And then, like I said, overness of it. Uh, you know, I looked at a few things. So uh, that, that being said too, I didn't grow up watching Bruno San Martino. So right. I had someone tell me um, that, Hey, yeah, that, he's, he was great. Okay. But I don't, I, I could go back and watch it and go, okay, yeah, I can throw him on my list, but I could do that with a whole bunch of people probably. So my list is people that influenced me that I've worked with. I've taken the punches, not every one of them, but right. those are some of the factors that have, have come into play for me. Yeah. And before we get into this list, first off, I definitely agree with that. It's got to mean something to you. Uh, you know, I'm not going to go back and watch, like you said, a Bruno Bob Backlund match and bore ourselves to death and stuff like that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm sorry. If you love them, I'm sorry. But, you know, to me, those guys were so uh, a la scientific wrestler and stuff. So so tell me this, man, as a pro wrestler, you know, uh, we you know, I don't want to ever treat you like you're not a pro wrestler, but sometimes it's, you know, like, Hey, I forget. I've got a pro wrestler right here with me. I don't know. I, that's a lie. I've never forgotten that, but anyway, <laughs> that's a lie. <laughs> it is a lie. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. But anyway, so who taught you your punch? So uh, a guy named, uh, Rick Reynolds first showed me, he was training me gypsy Joe, me, him, my stepdad, you know, all kind of trained at the same time. Uh, and Rick would kind of take me aside, you know, sometimes and just show me other stuff. Cause obviously Joe's not showing punches. Yeah. Um, so he kind of, he kind of showed me the, the basic sort of deal. And then as time went on, I kind of just refined it and, and developed other punches as well as my, my, you know, everybody that can punch usually has a main punch. And sometimes that's the only punch they got, but I tried to, you know, I like to throw the left. So I like to throw jabs, uppercuts, everything. I wanted to be like Lawler. Be yeah. Fine. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. Yeah. 
So that's so yeah. I mean, if you don't mind, is there any way that you can explain kind of the science behind it without like pulling the veil too far away? Well, just put it this way, man. We're not trying to knock each other's teeth out. We'd like to all, you know, we work together. We'd like to go to work the next day with all our teeth. Yeah. Uh, We don't want broken noses. We don't want black eyes. We try to avoid those types of things. So you can throw a punch pretty damn hard in any of those other locations, forehead, ears, neck, you know, side of the neck, not throat punches. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. It's just the side of the neck, those types of things. And and you can do it in such a way where, you know, knuckles are what's going to cause cuts. So if you can control it well enough. You know, you can throw that punch that uh, where the knuckles make a little connection if you have that kind of control, but not everybody does. So they throw them different ways. Everybody kind of does it just a little bit different. There's a, I always say, I hate those forearms, but man, if you can't throw a punch, just don't throw it because God, right. that's terrible. <laughs> right, 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 right. So yeah, for sure. So I just, I didn't want you to like pull the veil away. You know, obviously yeah. some people get a free education with this podcast and that's fine, but You know, to me, like, and this may be, you know, like the stone cold punch. Okay. Mm. When he would throw punches, it always felt like he was hitting you with Mm. like the, so like if you make a fist Mm -hmm. where your thumb goes, it always felt like he was hitting you with the side of his hand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like where you're, if you're making a fist, it always felt like he was hitting you where the thumb went, like almost like a slap with his closed fist. Right. Is that make sense? What I've saw or what I saw? I mean, that's kind of, uh, you know, one way to do it. Um, yeah, let's get into our list before yeah. we go too much mo- too further because sure. we're starting to say names and stuff, and I was about sure. to throw another one in there, and I don't want to. Okay, but, uh, okay. <laughs> all right. So how about this? Let's take a let's break. Take a break. Quick. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I love it. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Hey, folks! To get your official live and in color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, we're back with top 10 punchers in wrestling. See, I put that R in there, you know. Mm -hmm. You don't always want to say that, but you know, punchers <laughs> in wrestling. Yeah. So, so Wolfie D, you know, we've got our top 10. I think we go 10 to one, obviously like normal, but mm-hmm. you know, being that I'm the co-host and, and you're the name on the marquee. Why don't you go first? Number 10. Okay. My number 10 and love this guy to death. A very, very, very good man. Uh, a lot of people know him as like a hardcore guy. And yeah, I get it, but uh, he could also wrestle, and he also threw very good punches. And it's funny that you made my list because I usually cannot stand, and this is no discrimination against a left-hander, but uh, <laughs> I, I usually hate left-handed wrestling punches. Usually hate them. But my number 10 is Terry Funk. Oh, yeah, man, the Funker, right? 
But, yeah. I mean, know. he threw them hard, man. And, and I know they were coming in there. I never took his punch, but you know, they're coming in there. You can right. tell. And yeah. uh, they look good. And he also, he throws some jabs and then he throws his left and he's got a couple of angles with his right, with his left that he uses and they always look good. So yeah. Yeah. That's my number 10. Well, that's a great number 10, dude. I can't wait to hear nine through one. <laughs> Let's just say that because that's a great number 10. So my number 10 and uh, dude, Terry Funk is one of my all time favorites, honestly, like mm-hmm. legit. No, he's on my Mount Rushmore along mm-hmm. with you slash <laughs> and Airwolf. <laughs> Stop that. Slash and Airwolf. Okay. So the, my number 10 is the big show. And here's the why. He didn't throw like a normal punch. He would normally chop you, but right. he was the one guy. Well, other than a couple, like one or two other guys that got a finisher that was believable with the punch. Now, again, yeah, his normal punches in the ring. I don't even know if he threw him because he protected that finisher. Yeah. But my number 10 is the big show. And dude, he got that punch over with Floyd Mayweather. Now, again, I don't yeah. think he knocked Floyd Mayweather over, but he got a WrestleMania match out of it. See, the way I kind of want to do this is my opinion really doesn't matter that much in this. It does, but <laughs> to you, but I don't know about yeah. the listener. So yeah. what do you think about big shows finisher? Um, to be quite honest with you, I'm really having a hard time bringing it up in my head. Uh, of what it looked like but from your description i see why you put it in there i yeah i you know like i said if i could imagine it in my head or (laughs) we edit and i go watch one real quick but no um (laughs) all right we're back (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but no i I, from your description uh i i i hear what you're saying so yeah yeah, i'm 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 good with that on your list okay Um, hang on a second all right. Are you ready for my number nine? I, I think we are. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. So my number nine, uh, you're probably going to think I'm uh, being very biased on this. Uh, and no, uh, before I give number nine, I'm going to put this disclaimer there. I am not going to say whether I believe that I belong on this list or not. So I I, I can tell you I'm not on the list and I'm not going to say whether I think I deserve to be. But I didn't think it was fair <laughs> yeah. to put me on there, and I hope you didn't either. <laughs> so anyway, my number nine, uh, his punches is like everything else he does, aggressive, uh, solid, um, and just strong. When you see this dude wrestle, you know strong. And I'm yeah. talking about Farouk is the man, hit your knees and start praying, Ron Simmons. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's another one, man, that if he threw it, you were done, you know? Yeah. It, his and, punches look like, damn. Right. <laughs> Just like and he says. <laughs> yeah. Damn. And they, they literally come out of nowhere. He was quick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. That's a great punch. So my number nine, again, so the way that I thought about this was the guy that threw them in the match, I think was a little more important puncher versus the guy that saved it for his finisher. But Mm -hmm. I had to keep the idea of the guys with their finisher. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so the lower rung is going to be the guys with the finishers and it's going to gradually go up to the guys that use them more in the match. Mm -hmm. So, 
Number nine is Ox Baker with the heart punch. The heart punch. Yeah, man. Dude, I believe that. Now, I know that's more like our dad's favorite wrestlers. You know, like oh, I, I, was, I think he's, I love the look of Ox Baker. I wish I could have seen more of him, you know? Yeah. Uh, he was, he was a ferocious one of a kind. I just think like dude. the generation before us. Right. Right. Oh, dude. I just think at the time we saw him, he was a little slowed down. But at the same yeah. time, dude, Did I remember heard Joe LaDuke. I think so. Yeah, I I'd think like to so. See that? I'd like to see that. that I mean, but anyway, go ahead. I got off subject dude, for you. Sorry. No, you're good, man. This is what I like. So yeah, he <laughs> got that, dude. That was a fearsome move, and and you know what? It's funny. Either it was so over with him that he killed it, you know, that no one else can yeah. use it, or yeah. it would like it's just not a good finisher for people. But dude, I I think yeah. that heart punch was menacing and scary. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that was in the day when you can make people believe stuff like that. And it's just like, uh, I mean, think how over uh, some guys uh, back in the day had the claw over. You couldn't use the claw now. I mean, I guess you right. could. You know, you, somebody in AEW will use it next week and uh, it'll be so over. It's not funny because they'll, they'll think it's funny by using it. And that's the reason that the AEW crowd will love it. You see what yeah, I'm saying? Totally. Totally. <laughs> Dan Housen, we're saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, he could use the claw. He definitely could use the claw. Uh, but yeah, man, Ox Baker and the heart punch, man. I mean, I think, I think some guy died after the match, sort of deal or something. It was like it really didn't involve the heart punch. I, I, and I may be wrong again. You know, my wrestling historian level is is not. Uh, it's Padawan, and um, I, I think someone did die, and so then that really solidified his uh, use of the heart punch because it could kill you. I think you're exactly right. And I wish I knew that answer right now. But at the same time, you know, that's amazing, too. If you think about, okay, so say like somebody like Piper or or Million Dollar Man put you in the Million Dollar Dream and you never woke up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. just so had an aneurysm at the same time that he's exactly. doing that, you know, it's yeah. all about with the with a move like that, though, and the claw and the heart punch and a and a finisher it's all about people selling it right yeah I mean, oh yeah you, if you sell something if yeah. i walked in the ring with you and now it's gonna look funny but if i were to hit you with something and you looking like you and me looking like me eventually that would get over if the people yeah. watched it you know what i'm saying so yeah. if you sold for it no matter what the guy giving it looks like yeah. it can get over if oh, you, yeah. you can get anything yeah. over if you if both parties are able you can do it right right but, yeah all right well number so eight, let's let's yeah let's move along to number eight all right so number eight is a um he was a brawler Although he could wrestle, and he's a, a lot of people really don't know this about him. He was, you know, Army Ranger, I believe it was an Army Ranger, pretty tough guy, and you wouldn't think so by listening to him, especially these days. You you would not think that you know this is a really tough guy. My favorite memory of this guy is me and Jamie backing him up into the ropes, and we got a double backdrop, and this motherfucker clung on to the ropes like a cat, trying to not be thrown in a tub or something. <laughs> he said, fuck you. <laughs> so my number eight puncher is Dirty Dutch Mantel. 
<laughs> oh man, that's awesome. And he does throw a good punch. He yeah. Really does. Yeah. It's a, it's he's a, a Memphis guy. See, so you probably go. will find a little bit of a theme in some of my stuff here, but everybody will tell you, it's no secret. If you worked Memphis you and you, and you wanted to get over it, you had to know how to punch. So yeah, exactly. And you know, he's known for the mustache and the mind and writing, right. you know, booking matches and things like that. But honestly, the guy could work, you know, there, there's no question about that. So yeah. and as far as a punch, he's a puncher, you know, he could throw a great punch, but again, like you said, he's a Memphis guy. So dirty Dutch at number eight. Okay. So you said Wolfie can't be on the list. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll listen to your argument. All right. Sustained. So here is number <laughs> overruled. <laughs> All right. So here, my number eight is Wolfie D and here's the thing. Okay. So I've seen a lot of your videos that you've thrown punches, but the thing I liked about your punch was it was square and it was believable. And every time you threw it, it looked effortless too. And so the thing that it was smooth, you know, right. uh, it, it's definitely of Memphis. It's definitely, you can tell you've watched Memphis, you know, in your life, but mm-hmm. honestly, dude, I mean, you punch, what did you say? It was like a wet mallet. Is that what somebody <laughs> no, no, road dog said? I hit like a rubber mallet, <laughs> rubber mallet. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why I meant wet. <laughs> <That's weird. laughs> Whatever. I mean, depends on what you're hitting with it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, I know you didn't want to be on this list. And so I, I made sure to put you low, but you know, just so you get angry, but dude, yeah, Wolfie D and, and, and I, you you kept that punch, you know you're you know you're the whirly bird and you got all these fantastic moves. You jump off the top rope, you do these cool things in the ring, but at the same time, you had a really really good punch, and I think you deserve to be on this list. So well, thank you. I'm flattered, uh, and and I I do like to think that I have a good punch, but like I said, uh, with all these names and all that kind of stuff, it just. You know, I, I'm I'm just old Wolfie, <laughs> but it, it's that's humbling. Again, thank you. Uh, but yeah, I didn't man. really try to pride myself on being able to throw, and I kind of you know said it at the beginning. I wanted to throw like Lawler. I, you know, I, I just did. Uh, that's what I saw, and right. uh, that's that's what I. You know, you said about them who really showed me the the working punch. I mean, I kind of had an idea when I was a kid, and I had this big, giant, stuffed rat. And that's so funny how that would evolve into something else. But I had a <laughs> wrestling rat that I used to beat up on. Um, I didn't beat up on rats later in life, but, um, <laughs> I would maybe do a couple elbow did. drops, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I would, I would practice on that. And my first real, I tried to mimic Hogan until I realized they didn't look good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> yes, and sir, I will my move along to my number seven is going to be, uh, a Memphis legend. Um, not a whole lot else I can say really than, you know, I, I met him, uh, once I also took his punch once and he was 70 years old when he took it and the place still fucking came unglued, uh, with the big woo. Yeah. And I'm talking about the fabulous one, Jackie Fargo. Oh man. I'm a man. There's one particular, uh, thing that pops into my head and it's him i mean just teeing off on on lawler in the corner and man i'm telling you you know i made the comment when i I saw it on facebook and i made the comment somebody said something about the way the punches looked and i said 
those are not working punches. <laughs> I said, I know from experience, those son of a bitches are coming. And uh, they, it looked fantastic. But yet, like I said, they were safely placed. But he was yeah. teeing off on his fucking ass. I can tell you that. And of course, oh, wow. all are selling them like fucking awesome. So, yeah. 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 So tell me this. Okay. So tell me this. Jackie Fargo, do you think... Is there anyone in Memphis overall? We know that probably no one rivals the popularity of Jerry Lawler, right? Mm, but yeah, is is Jackie Fargo even in the stratosphere near King Lawler? Um, I I think so. I mean, you got to look at like Sputnik Monroe, and right. the reason you know, the one of the biggest reasons is his, uh, you know ties with the with the african-american community and all right. the things that happened there so you got right. him um you got tojo uh tojo was over like fuck but yeah jackie's jackie's top five i mean yeah yeah i mean if we were to make like a mount rushmore and it was going to be taking it to the town council and trying to make a mount rushmore on the side of the mid-south coliseum yeah, you know yeah. jackie's going to be there you know yeah yeah with, yeah with lawler and man i mean it's tough to think like dundee would have to be there too you would almost have to you know make it yeah. five or six but anyway you know yeah talk about this so you met him right you met him a couple times yeah how was he just did you were you able to chat with him at much at all or i don't think it wasn't that much no it was just a show it was one of those uh i think it was yeah. the louisville garden show where we uh wrestled rock and roll for that big show or whatever uh i think it was there but then like i said later on in nashville one night we did somewhere uh i was whipping somebody with a belt and he was a special referee and he yanks me around takes the belt and then he fucking uh i can't remember if he hit me with the belt but he uh, it first was a was a big punch and I'm telling you that place, I love that sound, that sound of the people going, whoa, he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Give me more. Give me more. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find a sound that, you know, a recording of that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can okay. hear it on plenty of stuff. I could name matches right now where you hear it. But, yeah. Because uh, we might need to use that as a drop on the show sometimes as well. Waller <laughs> pops the strap. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool, man. So Jackie Fargo, number seven. All right. So n number seven to me, he's number seven on the list, but maybe number one in your heart, Wolfie D. Mm -hmm. Road Doggy Dog. Road Doggy Dog. Yeah, man. You know, was he the best looking Armstrong? Who knows? Body wise, probably give that to Brad. But yeah. man, all those Armstrongs could work, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. working. Working sons 100%. of guns. And when it came down to punches, he kind of had that, um, I don't know. You could tell he was a Memphis guy, but you could see a little Dusty Rhodes in his work. You well, know. his daddy. I mean, you right, can't totally. forget. I mean, his dad was, was Dusty-ish. You yeah. know what I mean? As far right. as the those boogie woogie type shit, you know, the fire and the and the yeah. yeah. But but he would do that little shimmy shake and punch him. But it was a real yeah, looking yeah. punch. He didn't yeah. did go with a fake punch. It was right something that looked like it connected. And honestly, it just looked like he threw it well. And and that's why he's at my number seven, man. You yeah. know, 
Uh, I'd agree. And in, I mean, he, he put all that hell. He, he made a knee drop, a basic fucking knee drop into one of the coolest moves out there, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like we say, you could get anything over. And uh, yeah, I, I agree that his, and I've taken his punches. So I know, I mean, his punches are good um, and they look good, but it, I think you're influenced on that one much more by the, uh, as I call it, putting some sauce on it. Right. Uh, you're, you're influenced more by the sauce on the, on his stuff that uh, elevates his punches uh, so much more. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And and sometimes the salt is what makes the meal, you know. Sauce. 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 You know the sauce. You get the sauce. It's the sauce. You don't like it. No, 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 no,
amazing athlete, you oh, know, yeah. just, yeah. you know, one of those guys that was in utter and complete control of every part of his body at every yeah. single moment. Yeah. And, you know, to me, that stuff's amazing. Whenever you see somebody like those are anyway, so quick, man, <laughs> they were, they were, and they, they looked, they look legit as hell too. Yeah, and you're going to be like, damn, what's in his top five if that was his number six? (laughs) (laughs) Right. But we'll see here. We'll see. But anyway, yeah, Randy Savage. How about this? We're going into our top five right now. Yeah. Want to have a word from the sponsors? I think so. Let's do it. All right. We'll be back. Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope-ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here, and if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Support for Live and in Color with Wolfie D is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code WOLFIE at manscaped.com. If my math's correct, that's about 8 million balls. And we're back, folks, and we're entering into the top five punchers in mine and Mr. Street's opinion. Yes. So it is my turn again, and I had a tough one. When it gets into this top five, man, it gets hard for me. So right. um, I'm making up a rule that this is allowed. My top five is a tie. Okay. okay. Yeah. I, I, it's just, it was just hard for me. Um, I've taken one of the uh, – do it this way. I, I'll do the first one first, and then I'll do the second one. The first one in, is, is 5A will be uh, somebody that I never met in my life. Uh, this guy never met him. Uh, loved him as a kid, and he had the fire, and he had the legit punches, uh, Although his finisher, and this will clue you in, was the Las Vegas leg lock. I'm talking oh, about yeah. the universal heartthrob, Austin Idol. He threw them. He, he threw. I love those. And Lawler does it. Those uh, drop to the knee uppercuts and shit. I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It looks beautiful. Fucking beautiful. It, it and it's does. hard so, to do, believe it or not. <laughs> well, yeah, that's I believe that. But I was going to say somebody should be using that right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, take like somebody like a Seth Rollins or somebody that's a little smaller, you know, man. Put yeah. that, you know, yeah. Put that in the repertoire. get it down. And yeah. You had Gold Dust who used to do. He dropped two oh, knees yeah. and throw the slap punch, which, eh, it, it was all right, but it wasn't no 
know that the black lawler and idol did it right but you can see the tribute there he was he was borrowing yeah. that for sure right. but yeah i i love dustin Rhodes as far as a wrestler but yeah yeah, thought, yeah absolutely know. absolutely but i i see what you're saying so all right so 5b is going to be somebody that i have many uh matches with uh, and we even did a watch along with him and my partner's dad the superstar bill dundee and the reason i throw him in there is because just like when we watched that lawler uh, dundee match you've seen him throwing punches from every freaking angle i mean side of the guy back of the guy standing straight in front different fists different uh you know different punches you know just good stuff man and and like i said i've taken them and in his later years they they lightened up a lot especially like his jab he would barely just basically flick you with his fucking pinky but uh you know, it was, it was still all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so how did those feel? You I mean, how, tell me a little bit how they felt. I mean, were they fine? like, like l- later on, or like his rights and stuff were still there. Yeah. Uh, but like his left, that left jab that he throws is, I don't know if his eyesight, you know, and he didn't want to knock your teeth out. And so he was really overcompensating. Like it could be gotcha. an issue. Uh, but he would really, he would literally, his fist would get right close to your face and he would extend his fingers. And, and if you, a lot of times all you would feel would be like his pinky, his ring finger and his fucking, you know, fuck you fingers. So it would just be like, <laughs> sometimes yeah. like, did he hit me? <laughs> do I, should I sell this? <laughs> How do I sell this? Cause it, it must be difficult if somebody's not really putting one uh, in there. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. It makes me look stupid. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. I'd rather you uh, hit me really hard than to miss me. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Well, somebody that I think throws it really hard and I don't think misses any time. (laughs) Number five for me, it could be 5A and 5B because it's The Undertaker. All right. Dude, I know your list is coming from a worker's perspective and I'm coming more from a fan's perspective. Yeah, yeah. But when Undertaker would be doing his thing and then he would get him in the corner and work those jabs on him. and Yeah. Dude, they look like daggone hammers coming at somebody. Now, again, you know, you see somebody like Triple H or Shawn Michaels who really knows how to sell. It looks Mm -hmm. so much better than somebody who doesn't know how to sell. Oh, dude, you can have the best punch on the planet. And if a fucker don't sell it right or good or whatever, it don't make a shit. Right. I'm serious. It's all about the reaction, man. I mean, yeah, you can throw a clubbing hand that's going to register. Like for people that, you know, especially back in the day, you quit selling for them. They're going to make you fucking sell. Right. That, that could be the case. But if, you, if you're not over animated with your selling, you, you can make anybody's shit look worse than it is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Anyway, that was my guy, The Undertaker. So number five was The Undertaker for me. So. All right. My number four is uh, another friend of mine. I told you this would be a little bit biased, but it's just because, like I said, I've seen more of these folks that I'm naming. And uh, uh, as you said, I'm looking at it from a different point of view sometimes. Right. Uh, But my number four is the uh, TNA creator, Jeff Jarrett. I think that Jeff's uppercuts are absolutely beautiful and Jeff does have a couple other punches but because that uppercut is so damn good man and and I mean it's in there I've taken it so 
but it looks damn good, man. It looks damn yeah. good. Every time he throws it, you, you know, sometimes you see guys maybe throw, they do throw a good punch and, you know, every now and then it'll be off or something. But no, nah, man, Jeff's, I don't think I've ever seen Jeff throw a bad uppercut. I mean, that's just his punch, man. And it looks fucking good. Right. And, you know, that's just another proof positive that Memphis was a great territory for punch. I mean, you know, for yeah. multitude of things, but punching, you basically got to throw a good punch or they're not going to yeah. let you out of Memphis until you can. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're like, you're stuck, buddy. Or let you yeah. out before you want to, because you can't right. get it. Right. Right. Well, you know, Jeff, to me, you know, people either love the guy or hate the guy, his oh, yeah. character, his character. Yeah. I respect him 1000% for sure. I think I would love to be able to, like, if he were to write a book, I would read it because I would Mm -hmm. want to be able to pick his brain. I listen to his podcast. Mm -hmm. Once you get past the Jimmy Hart self-promotion elements of his podcast, (laughs) it's a really good podcast. And, and Hey, I wish I were better at self-promotion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're pretty good, but I wish we were better at it, you know? So, right, right. You know, but yeah, Jeff Jarrett's absolute top five for sure. He's great. Absolutely deserves here. So, so my number four, and this one again is just a bias, you know, so it is once again, Wolfie D. No, I'm just kidding. It is, <laughs> it slash. Yeah, slash you can re-enter me as Slash if you like. Yeah, can I? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Hang on it. Hold on. Let me rewrite. All right. So Terry Funk. I know he was your number 10, but dude, yeah. the Funkster, man, you know, yeah. looks so real. He threw him like he was going to break his spine, you know, <laughs> twisting. And it just, he's just one of those guys that had the luxury of working in so many decades with so many quality talents. And mm-hmm. you got to realize, ma'am, I guess people don't understand this, but what he started in the sixties, late sixties, seventies, eighties, by the time he was working those guys at ECW, where a lot of modern fans saw him, right? He was a Forty plus year vet at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, right. I mean, he worked in four decades. Let's say that I don't know about forty years, but you know what I'm saying, right? He, dude, he was killing it, and he, I mean, man, just so legit, very you know, legitimate. <laughs> always looked good. You know, so anyway, that's that's it. We don't have to say much more about Terry, but at the same time, Terry. Yeah, Paul, no, that's good. that's great. And 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 again, just it's the difference of our reasoning on our placement. And just like I said, people listening to this might think every person we've said so far is horseshit. <laughs> and that's that's their prerogative, you know. Absolutely. We uh, we said it. I think last week, you know. Nowadays, uh, it used to be opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, but nowadays. Opinions are like birthmarks. Only some people are allowed to have them. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yes, that's true. Okay, Jimmy, my number three. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. What? Well, you know who that is. Stone yeah. Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. <laughs> um, no, his. I mean. 
And I listened to him talk about punches uh, not too long ago, uh, and and even his said he was talking about the Memphis and the training ground, and he was we were they were watching a match of him and Jeff. He's like, yeah, I hadn't quite developed my punch all the way there, da 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 da. But you know, he's you know talking about how that's kind of where he learned how to develop his punch and everything. So yeah. and of course, man, his punch. I mean, that's all he had to do: punch and then a stunner. And that punch was fucking over. I mean, it like was. you said, it looked good. And he even did the, the Fez press followed by the punches, which looked really good. Right. Um, yeah. So totally. that's my number three. Dude, great number three. He, he, you know, that's just a great number three. Cause you know, he was another one kind of like funk who would do that twist and draw back thing that looked yeah. like he was using every bit of his momentum to get that punch in, but he was also quick with it. It looked effortless, but at the same time it looked real, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the gimmick. Isn't it? it was quick. It was spoon. Yeah. Know? And it was snug. Yeah. And, hey, you know, a lot of the guys out there in the world, think snug means Japanese strong style break. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean that it doesn't no. mean that that's you can, you can, it's almost like, you know, I've heard Ric Flair talk about how they learned to punch was they would hold a drop a string from the ceiling and punch a string and until yeah. it looked great, but the string barely moved. That's right. when they can throw a punch. Yeah, I don't know. Is that what do you think about that training technique? I mean, I, I dig it. Yeah, yeah. I used to do it on the wall. Right. Well, see that. I don't know if that's a good training technique or not. But hey, it works. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean is is like the string. I didn't know that. You know, uh, so yeah. That's why I've I was heard people you. say. Uh, uh, story about coco giving somebody a pillow because they they were new or something green and they they i think they might have stiffed him or something and he gave him a pillow he said what's this for and he said you punch that pillow until you don't put a dent in it (laughs) there you go i mean and i've heard coco's not one you want to mess with really no exactly exactly. (laughs) so anyway so my number three and this one may be a controversial because i looked at a lot of lists i didn't make mine from a list i'm just saying i looked at a whole lot of lists and he was not on there you're, but, you're saying this is all plagiarism jimmy no well maybe <laughs> i just i just I'm wanted kidding. to go no i'm just kidding yeah <laughs> anyway so rowdy roddy piper is my number three now here's the thing a lot of people you know like i think they it, talked about it all the time golden gloves boxer these kinds of things i don't even know what the heck that means a golden gloves boxer <laughs> right, i just I hear either. about it all the time i think you know that means saying? they're pretty good yeah, exactly. That's the way I'm taking it. Exactly. So I love Piper. Now he wasn't necessarily punch puncher, but when mm-hmm. he would get into that little stutter step, Muhammad Ali punch jab kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I loved it, man. What are your thoughts on Piper's? Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, there's so many people uh, that are not on my list that I still think throw some of the greatest punches. But it was just, like we said, it was very hard to make this list. Yeah. And uh, not (laughs) for, for me to make the list, not as in. These people are lucky to be on my list. <laughs> Get it? It was hard to make. Yes, list. exactly. Uh, all right. You see what I did there? Uh, so anyway, yeah, man. There's so many people, and and Piper would be one of them, man. We could we could we could do this all day long, really, with with right. stuff like this, you know. So right. narrowing it down to a top ten is hard, but I totally agree with you. Yeah, and he just had that little jab. It looked real. It looked trained. It looked proper. Yeah, I had an uncle who loved wrestling, and I had an uncle who loved wrestling. But then he went 
deer hunting with Ronnie Garvin and Jim Hoot Gibson and mm-hmm. found out it was fake. And he hated wrestling from that day on. He got really? mad. I think he <laughs> loved it up until his 40s or something yeah. or 30s. And yeah. then he figures out that it's not real after a hunting trip with two guys that made I mean, well, Ron Garvin, you may not know Hoot Gibson, not punky and Hoot, but Jim. Yeah, yeah. Okay. From Lebanon, Virginia. Anyway, you know, Ron Garvin was known as the Hands of Stone, and honestly, he right. could be on this list. But yes. But anyway, long story short, my uncle loved and, boxing, and I remember watching boxing with him, and I was like, God, this is boring. Why aren't they throwing each other around and stuff? You know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so I always was, I love boxing. I still I like boxing better than like UFC. Really oh, do. me too. Me too. I, I really love do. boxing now. I, and I grew to love boxing, but at that time it wasn't wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I, you I, know, I, so. And then plus I grew up on Mike Tyson. So how could you know? Oh, like dude. He's the man. <laughs> My favorite of all time. Um, for sure. So we're on to number two. Yep, number two. All right. It's getting close here. I know. And my number two. You've already had him on here, but of course, you know, he's going to go high up on my list. That's the Macho Man, Randy Ooh, yeah. Savage. Oh, yeah. And oh, we've dude. already talked so much about all the different ways and reasons and blah, 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 blah. My number two is Randy Savage. Dig it. Yeah. I mean, what more can God, you know, I know. it's, it's making me question. You you're going to hate my number two, actually. Am I? <laughs> yeah, you are. You're going to hate it. But it's maybe for a different reason. But anyway, Okay. Yeah. But, you, dude, I, I might – I can't change it now. I've already said it. So number yeah, six yeah. is still Randy Savage. But, man, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I feel like if you could learn – some punches from some people. If you had a list of three or four people to emulate, yeah, you could get a complete workup from Macho Man Randy Savage. So you, uh, yeah, you wouldn't have to learn another wrestler style or borrow from another wrestler style. If I've tried to mimic so style. much of his stuff, man, you can definitely see Randy Savage. I think, especially in the early years. But I mean, uh, although I developed, you know, like a, I feel like my own shit, but I still, you can still see a little bit of it in certain things I do because there's just, he was, he was undoubtedly somebody that I watched over and over and over. And, and, you know, even with the jabs, um, I, I, I used to throw an overhand right like that. I kind of quit using that one, but, yeah. um, just hell i like i love doing the top rope elbow drop <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know i, I used so. to do when i when i wasn't afraid to do it anymore uh, for risk of just looking like a jackass was the the thing where he uh would grab the neck and then jump over the top rope and guillotine him on the top rope when he lands yeah. on the floor yeah. yeah i just got to where i was afraid one of these days i'm going to trip <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, because I didn't yeah. I didn't trust myself enough anymore. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, though, that's you know, that's part of the game, right? You got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, cool. So, my number two, and again, you're probably gonna groan, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. I just loved the way when he threw his punches. I just loved the motion, and it's the bad guy, Scott uh, Hall. Hey, yo. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that. I don't yeah. hate that at all. I mean, dude, you know the the just that. I don't know. Was was that his comeback kind of? When he I was guess uh, when when I think of his punches, and again. I'd, I'd really have to go back and look at everybody because he was actually, I thought of him for my list, but then I was like, man, it doesn't stick out to me that much without me researching it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. So um, 
him and the rock kind of throw a similar punch. Am I right? Yeah. The rock wishes, but yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. <laughs> and I know, <laughs> I, I don't know that Scott did, but I'm pretty sure rock slaps his fucking thigh every time he throws it and, and almost opens his hand completely. If I remember correctly. Yes. yes but I, exactly. Scott did not do that part. Right. And I don't know if no. Scott slapped his leg or not, but I don't, no, know I, I, slap, I, don't but... I, I don't hate that. I don't hate that pick. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just like, you know, there's so many guys that, are lower on the list that I thought may have an yeah, right. issue with. But anyway, so Scott Hall, I, dude, it's shine, heat, hope, comeback, finish. So I always felt like, was that in the comeback when he would start that fire up, or was that? I mean, it depends on the match, I reckon. I'd, right, right. Good point. Did, yeah. If he's working heel or not. So anyway, yeah, my number two, Scott Hall. So yeah, I mean, I think it's time, buddy. It's number one time. Well, so. you know, I, and I have this very strange feeling that it's going to be the same person for both of us. Yes, yes. But without further ado, Jimmy, give me a drum roll. It's a drum roll right now. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be on there. It'll be it's on there. It's a drum roll. <laughs> right now. <laughs> that might be better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so... Thank you for that drum roll and my number one. And I would, if, if I was a betting man, your number one is Jerry, the King Lawler. Actually, mine is Larry, the Joker, Jawler. No, and where does he yeah. work? Yeah. <laughs> he works up in Virginia, don't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He works in, he's over here. Down at the auction lot. He's one of Boogie's boys. <laughs> he's one of Boogie's boys. <laughs> that was a hell of a right, buddy. Yeah, my God. It's Larry the King Jawler. No, man. Dude, Jerry, right? Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No he denying it. That coach. was the easy part was when I started my list was who was number one. That was easy. <laughs> Filling in the other nine was the hard part. Right, right. Yeah, so... <laughs> Talk about Lawler's punch. I, I know we could do a whole episode dedicated to just his punch, but just talk about the science of it, if you can. Uh, I mean, dude, he hits you pretty much in the same spot, usually, uh, depending on the punch. You know, you got the the jackhammer punches when he's on his knees doing that deal. You got the punch off the top rope. Obviously, those two are a little bit different in landing sites. Um, but he, he's, he's never... <sighs> He's never uh, off in the wrong spot, you know. I've I've been hit hard by him, but not knock my teeth out hard, right? Um, and and obviously worked him a number of times. I love it. God, man. One of my favorite things as a heel is being in the ring with him when he pulls his fucking strap down. I oh, fucking dude. love that. I yeah. fucking love it, man. Because that's that's a challenge to me for all the other people that have faced that scenario to right. do it better than anybody you feel me on that totally because <laughs> because totally. what you're trying to do is look like you just shit your pants and you know that these punches are, are superhuman strength and you know i'm flying as high and as far as i can for him yeah, yeah. so i love yeah. that shit man i love it Oh, dude. I also now, love the build up to the strap. You know, yeah, when you're hitting him yeah. and he starts that no cell bullshit. Right. And right. then that strap comes down. And let me tell you something. When Lawler's strap comes down in the town of Memphis and, and, and some others, but I'm talking mainly Memphis. If he was walking down the street and he pulled his strap down in public, <laughs> motherfuckers would take off running. 
<laughs> I'm serious. That's how yeah, fucking I believe over it, that man. shit is, man. That's I how over it. that shit is. I believe it. He's like, oh no, somebody's ass is about to get whipped, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh hell no, Kingdom put his strap. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so, okay, tell me this, and you may have seen this, but I, I know that Flair and Lawler have worked. I know that it's in the books. Yeah. But what I think of, can you imagine the excellence of seeing Flair doing that beg off on his knees, shaking his head? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to Lawler's strap dropping. Right. Oh my god. I could see it more of. I could almost see, well, I could see two things and I'll tell you another story. I might've told this before, but I could see flair, you know, punching him, chopping him. He's no selling. He's no selling strap comes down. And then that either makes him kind of like fall to his knees right at that point. Yes. Or, or he does the fucking face bump. He faints. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One of those two things. But what I was going to say are my number two and my number one, when I saw them wrestle each other at the mid South Coliseum, Randy Savage, uh, Jerry Lawler, the people actually kind of Savage was so over uh, in WWE at that time. The fans kind of turned on Lawler for the week. And he wow. was the baby face, but they kind of turned on him during the match. And yeah. and that's the that's the loveliness of working and not having shit all fucking planned out. They went with it. Yeah. And so fucking uh Randy's giving those jabs we were talking about. Pow. Pow. Lawler starts no selling. People yeah. start coming up. People start coming up. Fucking boom, boom. Here comes the strap. The people, every motherfucker in that building stood up. Yeah. And then Lawler took the flare bump. Boom. To his face. And the whole place sat down and went, oh, it was one of the greatest (laughs) fucking spots I've ever seen and crowd control I've ever seen in my life. It was fucking incredible. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) You know, in the phone world that we live in now i wonder if it's almost impossible to get that anymore because man see all those tapes uh all the usw tapes from that time period when lawler uh sold his half to that larry burton guy he's had those tapes and nobody seems to know what's happened to him so almost the whole 90s uh memphis stuff as far as at the coliseum and anything that was taped in Nashville, and then plus the the TV shows, uh, are apparently um, somewhere in limbo somewhere. With like Larry Burton's ex wife or something or something. Oh, like that. I have no idea. I have no. Yeah, idea. I've I've heard Jr. talk about it sometimes. I mean, she'd be a dumbass not to sell him to Vince and let him For get him real? on the network. I mean, what the fuck I'm you gonna saying, do? I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, even if it's a dollar a di- a tape, I mean, you know, yeah. that's that's still worth yeah. more than. But at the same time, you know, that is some gold right there. Whoever oh, yeah. owns that, absolutely. Right? you're talking about is some gold. So, yep. you know, that being said, maybe kids, someday. Yeah. Maybe someday when our kids, kids are, you know, watching <laughs> yeah, they might see it. on a hologram or something, they'll see it. But so I kind of wanted to go over the worst just for a second. Some people that I thought had the worst punches. And to <laughs> me, it, it's a quick list. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, some of the, the rock, I didn't like his punch at all. Right. It wasn't even a punch. Sid, right. I didn't like his punch. Mm. Sid, Sid to be, for as big as he was. Right. It just looked too weak. Cena. Come on, dude. He, I mean, yeah. sorry, he, you know, yeah. it, to rip you off, he should have ripped off your punches. And, <laughs> and Shane McMahon is another one that it's just uh-huh. like, I'm sorry. How does anybody sell for that? You know, yeah. uh, 
other than he's the boss or the boss's son. But I don't know. Who are some of the worst punches that you've seen? God, man. See, you kind of surprised me with that one. That's another one I'd have to think on. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some shitty ones out there. And like I said, for the ones that can't do it, please don't. <laughs> well, how about this? Yeah, from your perspective, what was the worst punch that somebody ever tried to throw with you in the ring? You remember? Oh, man. I, I, dude, I've worked with some of the best in the world, and I've worked with some of the worst in the world that don't even deserve to have the title gotcha. for a wrestler. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? Totally. And, yeah. Dude, and, and 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 honestly, man, I think I might have mentioned this to you before. The the enhancement talent on Memphis TV was a lot. There was some guys that could work, but then there was guys that was you literally had to fucking do moves to them. Right. You literally had to shoot arm drag them to get them where you needed them. I mean, yeah. and then and then uh, you have to give them a little something here and there, and it's like. God, yeah. I can't believe I'm having to sell this. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's horrible, right? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, how about this? Who took the best punch? I mean, other than mm. you, but who was a great – who who took a good punch as well, far as – again, Lawler again, man. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> right. he would do this thing, man, where he, he had two different ways of doing it. Now, I, I'm going back to that match with him and Savage, okay? Now, yeah. imagine – Randy's punch, the one where he, you know, kicks the leg out and gives the fucking forehead, you know, eyebrow punch there. And then Lawler, what he would do was, so Randy's got his arm extended to his head. As the punch comes in, Lawler will slap Randy's arm that's holding him. Nobody ever okay. see, would see that because you're watching the punch. You ain't watching Lawler. So he's going down and slapping that arm as he goes down so you hear smack when Randy connects as usually where when Randy connects he didn't have that noise so that right there was like fuck and then he he'd do another one where when you punch him let's say especially somebody that punches like me if I punch him as he's going down he slaps me on the side to get the pop. okay okay and then the other thing that he does, and this has nothing to do with punches but just his added extra shit he takes uh, if we were doing Top 10 best ring post takers. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it, later. He would be number one in that one, too, because he would do a thing where, and I try to mimic this. I cannot do it as good as him, but I try to do it as close to it as I can. Most guys, when they take the post, they are afraid to go headfirst into it or whatever. And so they, they go with the arm and they sell the shoulder, right? That's right, what a right. lot of guys do now. Totally, totally. Or they take the post so bad they should have stole the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> yeah. But what he would do was put his put his left arm across him, sort of, in like a like a tackle position, you know, yeah. against your ribs there. Yeah. And go face first, looking straight at it, and take his right hand and smack the post above his head. Right. And it would it sounded like his teeth were chipping off the turn post. I mean, when I saw him do that for the first time live, I was like, motherfucker. I mean, it, I, I bought it. Yeah, I bought yeah. it. I mean, right. it sounded so good. So I try to do that. A lot of times I can't get the smack, but at least I can get the look because sure. I, I just, I just hate that when somebody grabs you by the head and goes to run into the post and they go and they get to the side and, and hit their shoulder because they know they can't take a good turn. Uh, uh, right. Repost. Right, right, yeah. So, okay, so that that's that's a great uh, example there. You know, I know we're about to be near the end of the show here. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about, especially since we're about to do some current affairs, the 
Roman Reigns and his bounce off the rope Superman punch. What do you think of that move? It looks good. Yeah. It looks good. I mean, but I wasn't going to put him on my list just because no, of that. No, no, no. And, I mean, that's the only reason he would be on the list because I, I don't even know if he yeah. throws another punch. And, again, it's not as believable as the Big Show's punch. That was why he wasn't on my list. Well, he's not on my yeah. list for a million reasons. But at the same time, <laughs> Roman Reigns, he got over a punch. But, you know, he's almost got that parkour element to it, you know, like a martial arts movie, you know, where the guy bounces off the wall and then comes at you kind of Bruce Lee style or whatever. But he's yeah. actually throwing the Superman punch. But yeah. anyway, you know, it looks cool, but, you know. It's not yeah. going to make the list anyway. So, okay. All right. Well, with that being said, I think let's do a little current affairs. What do you think? So yeah. current affairs, DJ hit the music. It's a current affair. It's a current affair. Love it and color. It's a current affair. All right, we're back with current affairs and no sponsor. <laughs> so <laughs> that's an opening if you want to sponsor current affairs. All right. <laughs> but anyway, on with the show here, Wolfie D. So obviously we had a great show with top 10 punchers in wrestling. You guys, hopefully we, you know, entertained you and you all enjoyed it. If there's anything you want to hear upcoming as far as top 10s, let us know on all of our socials oh. at Live Wolfie D. But we'd like to make this a series, man. You know, yeah. so. I think my next one I would like would be like top 10 worst moves in wrestling. Okay. Like then one's. Yeah. Like when I see him, I'm like, that looks so fucking stupid. I think. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you could. I already, yeah, got, you know, I already got my number one. <laughs> well, don't give it away yet. We're no. going to make a show. Yeah. So that will be our part two. So if anybody has a part three, top 10, anything, let us know. And it we don't want it to be like top 10 wrestlers ever. You know, <laughs> we don't want that. Everybody knows what those are. Yeah. We want interesting topics that have not been hammered home. Like yeah. honestly, you know, on my other show, give me back my pro wrestling. We focus a lot on this Mount Rushmore of things and that kind of gets beat into the dirt a little bit. And I'm saying that about my own second podcast, right. but, but I want to do stuff like what you're saying. Top 10 worst moves, top 10 punchers, top 10, you know, gimmicks top 10 i mean maybe not even gimmicks but like top 10 looks or maybe yeah. styles or whatever i don't know yeah. We'll so, yeah we'll figure it out but put us on your socials at live wolfie d but let's knock out these current affairs so number one current affair the other night aew had their forbidden door pay-per-view and that was basically it was like you know like marvel versus dc this was aew versus new japan Mm -hmm. they've worked up a deal that they're going to kind of be working back and forth. Smart move, especially for AEW, you know, showing that they're a little more open to other promotions, yeah. you know, back and forth. So you get some of those dream matches, but long story short, Brian Danielson has some sort of issue, maybe hopefully not a concussion, but he's out for a little bit. So he was working and he needed a replacement. And so basically as a part of the Blackpool Combat Club, which is led by William Regal and John Moxley and these guys, 
Out came Cesaro, a.k.a. his real name, Claudio Castanoli. So basically, Cesaro is now in AEW, which, you know, I'm a fan of Cesaro. I like his work style. I I think there was a lot to him. I mean, honestly, I can see like a Bond villain in that dude as far Uh as like, you know. So what do you think of Cesaro, man? What what do you think there? Oh, solid. I've I've seen a little bit of his stuff. Very solid. Um, And I do think that you know i'm a gimmick person so yeah i think they need to find something for him like uh, along the lines of maybe what you said or or, or even something else but yeah he's very and lord knows this is not a knock i cannot wrestle as good as either one of them but he's very dean malenko to me sure so as far as uh you know doing the whole carrying the company or whatever you know being one of the top guys and 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 that number I think they need to find something for him. That's just my opinion. Yeah. It's like a birthmark. Yeah. Yeah. He's with William Regal. So he would have a, hopefully a mouthpiece there, but you know, at the same time, what I think would be cool is for sure. Find him a cool gimmick. Maybe one that he doesn't have to talk a lot, but heck, if he's got some personality, let it shine. You know, it's now or never essentially. I don't know if he, if he, I've never heard a, you know, a promo from him. I've just maybe seen a couple of matches and I could be way off of what I'm saying, but I think I'm, I think I, I sense that. Yeah. I mean, he's the Swiss Superman. He, he does have an accent. He apparently is a strong, I mean, Cena puts him over as like legit Olympic strong. So, you know, you've got that work with that. Also a good talent in the ring, little old. He's probably getting up there, probably in late thirties, mid to late thirties, just guessing there. One thing that I loved though, I'm a big fan of Eddie Kingston. Have you ever met Eddie or worked around Eddie at all? No, I can't picture his face, man. Yeah. He's a really loud mouth New York wrestler that his promos are on par with some of the best of the current product. Uh And he and Cesaro had heat with each other, whether it was worked kayfabe or whether it was a shoot it's yeah. never really been let go but the cool thing is is eddie was with them and when he sees cesaro come out he loses his shit essentially so he's working a continued angle hopefully they'll keep that going because whether or not there's real heat there or not it's cool that they're keeping you know a past storyline going where they don't like each other so yeah. anyway i'm glad to see that he's working somewhere again you know, it was kind of up in the air. I didn't understand why WWE cut him, but glad to see he landed somewhere. And AEW sure is giving some of those guys some money. So anyway, right. okay. So our next current affair is Kurt Angle had a recent double knee replacement, and he mm-hmm. is saying that it is officially ending his in-ring career. Mm-hmm. He revealed that he turned down a ten-match deal. With AEW, mm-hmm. it was it was going to be something similar to what Brock Lesnar has with WWE, mm-hmm. and he's saying that he wouldn't be his old self in the ring. Yeah. So he said, "No, no, thanks." So double knee, man. That's that's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Um, from what I understand, my knee surgery was different. It wasn't a replacement. It was just to reconnect the quad to the kneecap, but that's still pretty heavy shit. Uh, you know, if you're doing both knees at the same time, you're definitely going to be off your feet for a while. And, um, I mean, he'll bounce back quick with being the athlete that he is. And sure. I'm not, I'm just not sure on, uh, recovery time on knee replacements. I don't think it's as much and as bad as what I had, 
just because of the nature of the injury. Uh, but because um, I think ligaments and all that stuff, you know, that's going to be around that new knee. I, I don't, I don't want to speak out of out of league on that. But anyway, um, man, I, I think uh, he says that. Okay, we all say that. We all right. want to. We used to, but giving the right scenario, he'll get back in the ring. He'll be able to, and he can work around, you know, what he has to work around and they can book around what they need to book around as far as his physical limitations. So I would not say, I know that right now he probably believes that, and I'm sure he doesn't need the money. Uh, right. Another factor, but man, you know, we all know never say never in this business. So, uh, right. something, something will call him along. He'll do something kind of like stone cold did or some shit like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, of course. And I mean, hey, more power to him, as you said. So, you know, just like that, you know, Kurt definitely is one of a kind, one of the all-time greats, you know, wherever you place him on your list, he's going to be up there. And at the same time, you know, I like the past being able to work a little bit still, but at the same time, you know, there's a beauty in calling it, you know, when you can, but at the same time, I think you're right. We'll see him again sometime down the line. Especially if places like AEW, with all the money they're throwing everywhere, offering him a 10-match deal. Apparently, it was a 10-match program, but it would also have been a behind-the-scenes job and an on-screen job as well. Yeah. But I'll be honest, not to knock him at all, but mm-hmm. whether it's whether it's his past demons or chair shots or just this business he's not the the wordsmith (laughs) that some are and you know he doesn't have to be his gimmick doesn't really require that but he just seems to have slowed down a little bit there and you know hopefully get that back on track too but anyway our best wishes to kurt Thank you for all you've done for us. So anyway, our last current affair. Now this one is interesting. So recently on the Ric Flair to be the man podcast, there was supposed to be a guest in Jay lethal. Now Jay lethal is essentially right now from the videos you've seen all over social media, working with Ric Flair, training him. It seems like being his other guy in the ring with him to work to get back to the ring shape, you know, getting in ring shape again. And he's worked with him in all these videos. So apparently, and I think this is a a work man, for sure. They are acting like Jay lethal was supposed to be on the program with them. And he big timed them or something. And so then flair is kind of dogging him, but it's so daggone worked. You can just hear it. And I've learned a lot of this stuff from you, but when you hear like him saying, well, he's just not up to it, you know, maybe Conrad, we can get him on like the opening match or something, Uh but he's just not good enough to be on this show. You know, the Ric Flair's last show, July 31st, Nashville, Tennessee, Uh you know, he's basically working something and and it's funny. So they're going to say, Hey, you didn't show on my podcast. So screw you. But at the same time, we're working in the ring together and we're showing all these videos, you know, who knows, Uh, man. Maybe that's the backup plan for the opponent. Who knows? Yeah, I think maybe that's right. And you I know. think if that is the thing, to me, I think yeah. that would be in no knock on Jay Lethal whatsoever. Right. But you got to have somebody. Right. I, I personally think they should go with Lawler. Oh, but, dude, me too. I mean, because of all the guys in that era 
he's the one that can still fucking go. Right. He could make flair. He could he could cover for whatever flair is not able to do anymore. Yeah. Uh, and they could still have a really good match, I think. Right. Uh, good old school match. But I, yeah. I, I just don't think that – I think people would be let down if it came out to be Jay Lethal. And, God, I mean, I, I really hope – that you know, if this gets back to it, I don't, I don't mean any disrespect on that. I really don't. I just think, in a business sense, they got to sure. go somebody older and somebody, um, especially being in Nashville too. I mean, come on, I mean, right. the oh. fucking choice without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it this way, there's only a few guys that can still do it and would make sense. Now, obviously, if SummerSlam were in Charlotte, North Carolina, that would make this situation a little more perfect for Jim Crockett Promotions, you know, Ric Flair last match, Charlotte, North Carolina. But being that it is in Nashville, they're trying to bring all these ties of Ric Flair to Nashville, which, you know, he does have some cool matches there. We watched one. You were there live, the Ricky Steamboat match with him. And, you know, he's done a few other things. But if we're being honest here, Nashville is Jerry Lawler's town, you know, and you're right, man. They need to, I mean, dude, I don't know if they don't want to pay that much there. I don't know, but you're right. It needs to be Lawler. I pray that it is, you know, and and this just popped into my head just because I know the relationship with Conrad and Jeff, it could be Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one I thought that might make sense. So Jeff, I know Jeff just recently worked for global championship wrestling. I don't know if this deal he's got with WWE would allow it, but who, why not? I I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. But why not? I mean, why not? I can't, if he were going on WWE TV to perform, maybe they wouldn't want that, but he's already going to be the MC of the show, I think. So, you know, Anyway, I, I don't know. You know, you're right though. I think it's one is Jerry the King Lawler. If you can't have the King, then go with Jeff Jarrett. Then Wolfie D. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then maybe you know Jay Lethal. Maybe I mean you know because at first do you remember they had talked about it being a six man with Ric Flair and FTR and the the Rock and Roll Express and all this stuff. Now. I think that's not happening. You know, Steamboat apparently turned it down early on, which I don't know. But honestly, you could could put him against Ricky Morton. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. That's a Nashville guy, too. Totally. Yeah. Ricky Morton would be there. They're Nashville guys. Yeah. Uh, And, and you you know, and and correct me if I'm wrong. Rick Flair was born in Hendersonville. I think so. I think you're right. Which is Nashville, basically. Right, right. A lot of people think it's Charlotte, but that's not true. No, he 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 was born in Tennessee, moved to Minnesota, lived with his family in Minnesota. I think he's from Tennessee though because he yeah. was adopted with people in. I don't. I, I forgot like the whole Charlotte, history. When you think Charlotte, you think of Ric Flair. Right. Everybody, especially the casual fan, thinks right. you know that's his that's his place, and he right. is probably in Charlotte more than anywhere in the country, but <laughs> right. Or Atlanta, you know, you think of WCW, yeah. Jim Crockett and all that, but anyway, obviously you can't, who cares, right? It's just wrestling and it should be entertaining, but you're right. I think we need to start a petition for it to be Lawler for sure. So, but who knows if WWE would limit that though, you know, hope not, but 
anyway, well, that's pretty much it for current affairs. Unless you got anything I else got to say, is uh, McMahon ain't got room to limit shit right now. He better right. sit back and hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Allegedly, <laughs> let everybody do what the fuck they want. Yeah, this People may really open dimes on him left and right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I read. I don't want to get into another thing here, but current affair. There was yeah. talking about a referee that wrote a book, right. and oh man, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's a very big onion that the layers are peeling back right now. So yeah. anyway, sure. but well, that's it for current affairs for this episode of Top Ten Punchers in Wrestling, Wolfie D. We're coming up on a year with this thing, man. Did you think we would take it for a whole year for sure? I didn't know if I could take it for a whole. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've done great, man. I'm proud of uh, myself. I'm very proud of you. I'm glad you came and asked me to do this. And you've worked your butt off behind the scenes. Um, and I really appreciate it. So for Jimmy Street, the hardest working man in podcast world, uh, <laughs> I would like thank to you say, thank you once again for listening and if you don't like my list i don't care it's my list and <laughs> like jimmy's list we don't care it's his list right. we would hear yours if you have some discrepancies please from you thanks for listening guys once again live and in color with wolfie d and now a word from our sponsor gentlemen welcome to give me back my pro wrestling the podcast that's based on the old school but can still help you find the good stuff from today jimmy street and the plastic chic jared are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world from thought-provoking topics to superstar interviews to action figure expertise this team does it all and all they ask is give me back my pro wrestling Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right. It's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, booty calling Athena, go to lostwrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Hey everyone, this is Shane from Insane Shane's World. I release wrestling figures of enhancement talent, mid-card wrestlers, and wrestlers that you never thought would have a figure available. So if you are interested in adding a really cool and rare figure to your collection, then don't hesitate to contact me at shamtheman73 at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-M-the-man73 at gmail.com. You can also join my Facebook group. Just search Insane Shane's World.
you're a fan of rock music, I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast. It's called the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've been doing it for about 10 years now. We talk about Kiss. We talk about Ozzy. We talk about Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Metallica. We talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio. It's Decibel Geek. Wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're going to love my show. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate First of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon. And our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't. I got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't. He got a cat for you, don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still lobbing in color. Rum rush your mother, utilize a hubcap. I'm like enemy other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Played low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Bad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and over one for later. Not here to play games, so you better be real. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. All the time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You set a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When I finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Driving it home, it's Wolfie D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.